Welcome to Oyana, a teenager's journey to self-love. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower, helping teenagers and parents to navigate through life and connect with their inner self. I'm your host, Carol Oakley, and thank you for tuning in. And if it's your first time, a big, big welcome. And to all my regular listeners, welcome back and thank you for the support. Now, to continue with the theme of finance, Finance January, I thought it would be a really good idea to talk about uh, student finance, because this is an area which um, I'm finding out is can be quite complicated and um, can be quite daunting if you don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of it. And, um, you know, if you haven't got the right advice or guidance, you can make um, the wrong decisions or even be put off by it. So um, I've got a young lady with me today. Her name's Yvonne. And I'm so, so grateful to have her because she's got a wealth of, um, you know, knowledge about student finance. And uh, yeah, Yvonne is a residential worker, but uh, she was a student ambassador. She was a student ambassador for the University of Essex from 2015 to 2018. And then she was appointed to be SRO and marketing assistant. And during her master's degree, the marketing department asked her to organize and host host students events for the university and her department faculty. Now Yvonne is here as I said you know to shed some light on this area and um, I hope you find it I hope you can find it really useful you know I mean because I'm you know I've kind of started investigating myself and you know I'm it's kind of left me to be quite um, you know um, yeah it is a little bit confusing but I am a little bit wiser since I've been doing my investigating so Yvonne Yvonne is here to shed a big light on this on this area so Yvonne hello my love how are you hi Carol I'm good thank you so much um thank you so much for having me here today you're more than welcome you're more than welcome thank you so much for taking time out I really appreciate you and I appreciate your time so before we delve into um student finance can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself a little bit about your background yeah sure so uh, my name is Yvonne and I studied um, criminology at the University of Essex for three years Um, and now I'm completed my master's degree um, at the university as well um, in criminology Um, journey has been very hard but we still push in I'm currently a youth care residential worker so I work with young sorry with young people who have been put into care homes Um, I also run a little business on the side providing skincare and hair care products lovely and I was in the SRO and the marketing assistant at the university for a year but I still did um, a lot of work with them um, once I left so that's a very quick um, background story about me <laughs> oh brilliant and just for our listeners what is SRO so SRO means student recruitment officer we what I did basically was go into different parts of the UK visiting different schools colleges 
and um, sixth forms colleges just to talk about university, just trying to get um, students to see like the positive sides of going to university. But um, as time changes, now there's um, new things that you can do in university, not just a degree, but you can also have an apprenticeship degree. So just trying to encourage and support students to get onto higher education, basically. Okay. And um, also give them more information about things like student finance, what student life like, um, student accommodation, what accommodation to go for. And um, we also hosted lots of events such, such as Taster Weeks. So that's when you get to sit in different lecturers and see um, how it is taught, how your um, potential subject that you want to study at university is taught. Um, yes. And um, we hosted lots of events, open days, um, insight days as well, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, the job itself was it was a handful because every day was just different you're just planning different things every day but I absolutely loved it oh brilliant what a great thing to do you know I mean obviously you were studying at the time and you you know obviously you did this as well so um yeah your hands must have been full full back yeah. then <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So time management was extremely important throughout making sure my deadlines are handed in, yeah. as well as um, supporting my department on last minute requests. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, well done you. Well done you. And I'm sure all the sort of students that you you met, you know, while you were while you were doing this, were really grateful for your, you know, for your advice and you know and your and your service so you know that's that's such a brilliant thing to do brilliant 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 now and where should we start so student student finance is um you know as I said maybe it's just me it just seemed really complicated but um hopefully you'll be able to kind of unravel it for us and and simple and simply <laughs> and simplify it um yeah I I guess where we should start is um implying I guess applying for university if you can just give us a brief summary of how students should what is the process and then we can most probably del delve into the actual whole student finance um area sure um so before i begin with that i just want to let you know that the information about student finance i'll be giving you is um valid for um, 2020 entry so there could be slight changes for 2021 2022 entry but it won't be anything major yeah um so yeah i think that's very important to throw it out there no, no that's such a good <laughs> no and you know what everyone that's such a good good point because also um what we should say as well this is very much for the uk isn't it it's very much yeah. for uk because and nowhere else in the world nowhere else in the world. <laughs> yeah Watch nowhere else stuff, but I won't really go into depth because of the whole Brexit stuff so yeah <laughs> but this is mainly for UK undergraduates undergraduates yeah. brilliant brilliant yeah. brilliant so applying is um very very easy please only use studentfinance.gov.uk nowadays there's lots of um scammers and other little companies around that will tempt you to apply to um, a student finance loan through them please don't do it it's all fake um, so you apply once you have um, been accepted into university and once you have also gotten your three choices. Okay. Um, so you apply, they kind of want you to apply by May 22nd, roughly the mid-May, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's okay. when they want you to complete your application form because by then you would know um, what university you want to go to. 
um, if you if your grades are higher than what you predicted and you, for instance, applied to Wolverhampton and you, you got three A stars and you want to now go into UCL, it's very, very easy. All you have to do is give student finance a notification to say, listen, I've changed my um, university and I've also changed my course. Um, student finance will then go back to um, the universities just to check if this information is correct and the switch over is very very easy um, we do advise people to apply to student finance as soon as you can because the process is incredibly long if okay. you are missing information student finance won't contact you and say hey um sonia can you please give us um a proof of your address or something no they will just ignore it they won't even acknowledge it if you've not provided enough evidence they they are very <clears throat> they're less likely to chase you up for it so um please apply on time because the process is long okay yeah um yeah. Yvonne, just so that i'm clear so in terms of timing so if i for instance i i'm i'm due to go to university i want to go to university this year 2021 yeah um i would i would have had to have applied by may 2020 um no sorry by this 22nd of may Okay, so the twenty yeah. second of May, twenty twenty. So last yeah. year, I should have, I should have, have submitted my application form. Yes, yes. So you should have submitted your university application form last year. Last year, um, okay. In January, February. Now it's very different. Um, again, because of Brexit, so they're actually allowing students to enter university at different times of the year. But let's say if your course starts in September, yes. So um, you would have applied and done everything hopefully you would have also um, now given the university a final decision of where you would like to go by April so um, by April 2021 sorry I hope I'm still on the right track here and by May 2021 you would have also applied for your student finance got you yes yeah, so there's a there's a timeline that you should actually um keep on track on so that you won't miss out on any deadlines or anything fine okay so yeah. everything should be submitted all your application should be submitted um so basically a nini baby is it like a year in advance then roughly that you yeah, yeah so applying for university if i were to go to university this september september yeah. 2021 yes. i would have done my application form and everything the year before got you okay yeah, the year before so then by january april and may those three key dates i would have done i would have completed almost everything okay fine yeah. Yeah. and the student finance part of it is the final part where you have to apply for your yeah. your student finance because by that time you would have been you'd know which university that you're going to yeah you would know by may which university you want to go to and um of course depending on your grades which will come out in august uh -huh. that's when it's absolutely verified and everything else that's when you know you you absolutely know where you're going to because you never know your grades can come out higher than what you were predicted uh -huh. or come out lower but by may everything you should have like completed your entire student finance process right okay that yeah that makes sense <laughs> that makes yeah, sense i hope i'm not here to confuse anyone no, no 
that's fine <laughs> and that's fine and we're here obviously to to try and obviously guide and and advise and but obviously there is like you said the student uk um website that website they, they as well yes that yes. they can go on yes. um okay so great so that's the sort of the timeline in terms of yeah. the application form shed some light on the actual process because obviously in terms of what your legible you know legible for there's obviously there's different loans there's different there's the maintenance um loan as well if you can yeah. give us an, an overall kind of view on on the whole kind of process yeah of course so um student finance is split up into two you get your tuition fee loan and you get the living cost or maintenance loan mm -hmm. um so the tuition fee loan is now set at nine thousand two hundred fifty pounds for uk undergraduate students and this is for every university in the UK, this is the maximum they can charge students on a full-time undergraduate degree. Okay. Um, so this is what student finance will pay um, directly to the university every year. Um, this loan is also split up in three ways. So student finance will give your university um, roughly £3,000 every term straight to the university so this money this £9,250 you don't even get to see it in your bank account or anything it goes straight up to the university okay. um, and then you have the living cost loan so with the living cost um, that covers things like your food your rent your books and other little essentials okay. um, that really depends on the income household okay. so um, the living cost loan is split into two you get um income assessed and non-income assessed so non-income assessed are for um for students who have for instance a household income of um either sixty thousand a year or five thousand a year you will get that min you will get that minimum so they're not going to assess your income based on um on the living cost loan if that kind of thing i hope i'm still making sense yeah yeah you are yeah <laughs> <Check in. laughs> no, no, that's um, fine so i'm going to give you examples of how much living cost loan you can get depending on where you study in the uk okay uh, if you were to study outside of london your non-income assessed loan is £4,054. So that's the amount of money you will get for studying outside of the UK. Okay. Um, so studying outside of London, sorry. Yeah. Um, if you study in London, your living cost loan is £5,654. And mm -hmm. this is because London is generally more expensive. Of course. Um, if you are staying at home and you're studying from home, meaning that you'll be commuting to the university, your non-income assessed loan is £3,244. So you will get this money regardless of what your parents earn. This is the money you will get. And it's also split up in three terms. So every okay. term, yeah, you will get a part of that loan. Now, um, income assessed is that's when they start looking at how much your, for instance, your parents earn in the household. So the maximum you can get from an income assessed and non-income assessed um, living cost loan is £8,944. Mm -hmm. So if your parents earn, or sorry, if your household income earns £15,000 for the entire year and you decide to study outside of London, you could get up to £8,944. Okay. Yeah. Um, same 
goes for London. If you are studying in London, for instance, you go to UCL um, and your parents earn, sorry, your household income is £10,000 a year, mm-hmm. you can get up to £11,672. Okay. So this, so these numbers, these figures are um, combined with the non-income assessed and the income assessed. Um, if you are at home, so if you're studying from home, meaning you're commuting to university, you're not moving out, um, you can get up to, and your parents earn less than £25,000, you can get up to £7,529 um, for the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so just to um, sort of give our listeners a, an example here. So for, for instance, I want to apply and my income, my household income is, I don't know, £50,000 for, you know, £50,000 a year. What option would you advise me to go go for? You um, still apply for as much as you can. Um, still apply for as much as you can. So if you earn more than the £25,000 um, household income in total, yeah. you won't get the full £8,900. £44 um, a year you could get like 5000 in total but okay. that's okay that's still fine still apply for the maximum you can get it doesn't matter because you won't pay back instantly I'm gonna be talking about repayments very very soon okay uh, yes yeah, still go for the highest amount you you can apply for of course okay okay that, that makes sense that makes sense um so da, 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 da. in terms of, let me just try to think. So we've talked about the tents, the student accommodation, again, I guess it really depends on like, if, if I was to, if I want to stay on site, what are the options there on, you know, if I wanted to stay, um, um, yeah, stay, stay at the university. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, the living cost, so if you were to study in London and um, you get a total of £11,672 a year, um, for your that money that you get, part of it you need to pay for your accommodation. Um, You can't keep that money to yourself. Your accommodation needs to get paid for regardless. Um, Depending on what university you go to, you can either pay monthly or every term most students opt for every term mm-hmm. so um, because you get your student finance every term like you get the loan every term so you get you can get three thousand pounds between september and december mm-hmm. and that money you will pay towards your accommodation with that money okay yeah okay and um because am i right in saying that depending on where you want to stay because obviously the universities have got their fee you know they've got their um obviously yeah ha- their the fee they they charge the students and then obviously there's the private um landlords as well yeah yes. so yeah so again it's is this more is this quite subjective depending on the student where they want to stay whether they want to stay on site or where they want to stay in a private yeah. accommodation yeah the student um the living cost should not affect that at all so you still get your living cost regardless of where you stay it doesn't matter at all so you can um, still use that that money is kind of for personal use including your rent the food you're going to buy the books you'll be buying Mm -hmm. 
in your course. So um, some people use that £11,000 to sit on pretty little thing and order as many things as they can. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's some serious students who will pay off their rent either private or on campus accommodation. They will pay um you know they will pay off that rent on time and then whatever is left over from that money they mm-hmm. can decide what to do with it okay. now some students find that there's not in the the living cost loan doesn't cover a lot so you might have to work part-time like i did yeah okay okay so depending on where you want to um live it's it's really down to a personal thing really yeah. um and i guess in your first year what, what have you found in your first year do most people most students stay on site yes most students stayed yeah. on site first year um on campus uh, i guess it's easier to make friends because university is so big there's so many people it's very yeah. Sixth form and college, so lots of people did really stay on campus mm-hmm. first year, and then second and third year they then um, found their group, and with that group they decided to leave campus and stop um, renting privately. Okay, okay, okay. That's re- that's really really useful, um, Yvonne. In terms of now, let's. <laughs> I guess that kind of leads us on to the repayment period or was there anything else you wanted to cover um, before we go into go into repaying Um, yeah very quickly if you are studying any health courses such as nursing physiotherapy occupational therapy and speech and language therapy yes you might be eligible for a longer loan so and you're also eligible for um higher bursary as well so because um health courses they have to do a placement off campus which means that they do work experience in a hospital or in a clinic so they might need um those students might need extra money to travel um yeah if you are um studying those courses because before the government used to pay for those courses and the, the the students didn't have to pay but now they're getting a, a bursary instead so if you are um, a health course student you can get up to 63 pounds a week um, when you live at your parents home or okay. if you study in London and you still and you're still a health course student you can get up to 123 pounds a week additionally um, which is just in addition to your student finance again and if you're outside of London if you're studying outside of London sorry you can get up to 96 pounds per week for just being a healthcare student again this extra allowance should cover your travel to placement and because your course is slightly longer than someone who were to study finance mm. you need that extra support anyways so yeah that's what I wanted to add fantastic and did you have any advice uh, for any listeners who you know obviously they're really interested in going to university but obviously they've got all this paperwork that they need to you know complete and to get off and they haven't got the support at home are there any I don't know are there any um, external agencies or companies that can help them fill these forms out um just out of interest yeah the schools schools should totally totally support 
students in um, university application forms, um, especially like your form tutor or your head of sixth form, that mm. should be their number one priority actually. Or if you know anyone who's already gone into university, just ask if they can help you with your personal statement or mm -hmm. seek any advice. You can also, um, the university that you're interested in going into, you can um, visit the university and see if you can maybe make connections with anyone who works on campus who can help you with um, application form or any questions um, there's lots of students forum right now that's um, I think there's one called the student room um, okay. like some weird stuff on there but yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are loads of um, places you can go to for advice okay yeah. that's 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 brilliant that's brilliant um so yeah, repaying, repayment, because I think that's the area where I think it's a little bit, you know, I think it's a bit <laughs> controversial, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like before I went to university, a lot of people were saying, oh yeah, you're going to be in debt £60,000, you're going to have to pay it back. So it does sound really, really scary, but it's not. Okay. Um, trying to so please please enlighten as us as i can <laughs> yes um, once you graduate and um the information that i'm giving you now is um it's for um 2018 like i said there could be small changes but i don't think there'll be much changes it's still the same okay still the same yeah okay. so when you finish university you will not repay anything until the April after you graduate and you will only start paying once you earn more than £25,000. So um, if I were to work in a, a company where they pay me £26,000 um, a year, um, I will only be paying back £7.50 a month. Now, okay. You don't have to um, pay back from your own pocket. This is all done through HMRC and the national insurance. So it's like um, tax being taken away. When you look at your payslip, you will see your tax taken away, your NI and your student um, finance loan repayment too. Okay. But that's okay. when you start paying back. Um, repayments are only 9% of anything you earn over £25,000 per year. And like I mentioned before, they are taken away straight from your salary. So £7.50 for um, £25,000 a year is nothing. I mean, that's like a Nando's or, or two, two, mil, two mil deal uh, from Tesco. So it's not that much. Mm -hmm. um, but it does get higher. The more you earn, the more you pay back. So if you were on a salary of £40,000 a year, you will be paying back roughly £115 a month. Okay, and what is the do you know what is the percentage then? Um, how are they working it out to date? What do you know so, what the percentage is? Yeah, so they work at the there's an interest rate. Mm -hmm. Um, so from your student finance, so the student loan you get, there's an interest rate of three years, and they keep adding it every year up until you graduate. Okay, that amounts to the nine percent that you'll be paying back once you start earning a certain salary. Got you. Okay. Yes. So, 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 for instance, of say, you know, by the end of thirty, not to get too, to get too complicated. So after the three years, your loan, obviously, you took out twenty-seven thousand pounds loan because it's yeah. about nine thousand pounds per 
per year is that right yeah <laughs> get me maths <laughs> make sure I've got me maths right yeah. here yeah and it's roughly twenty seven thousand pounds after the three years so after those three years they you would have accrued a nine percent interest rate absolutely yeah yeah a nine percent interest yeah. rate okay yeah. um so let's let's round it off to 10 10 percent so you'd have accrued roughly two thousand seven hundred um interest rate on top of the two thousand twenty seven thousand pounds yeah 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 and it's also included in um the the living cost is also included in that right now so okay yeah so let's do some maths over here sorry my maths is that's all right no no that's fine it's just to kind of give our listeners just a rough idea on what what to expect so if your tuition fee loan is, uh, for example, £27,000 yeah. and um, living cost loan is an additional um, £7,000. Yeah. Um, that's so my math, sorry, that's, that's 34000 34, Yeah. And then you add that 3% that they've been adding for every year. So that's 9% on... 9% on top. Oh, so top of that, let's make, for me, for 10% would be easier. So on top of that would be 3400 yeah, we're about yeah. roughly to yeah, three thousand four hundred. So we're talking about three thousand seven hundred and and three yeah, th- um, thirty seven thousand four hundred roughly. Yes. Yes, thirty seven thousand four hundred. So that's that's going to be what you have to pay for after the payback after the um, three years. Yeah, after you earn. After you. Earn after you are dependent, depending whether you've you've um, that you're in a job that is over. 20 that's paying you over twenty five thousand pounds yeah got you okay so depending on how much you earn is is dependent on how much you have to pay back yeah absolutely correct got you okay that that makes sense now if you don't earn so give me an so 20 what is i keep hearing about this repayment period of 25 years yeah so so what is that what's that all about you have been earning £30,000 a year from uh, the, the time you graduate up until um, 30 years later, that's what you'll be paying every month for 30 years. Now, if you win the lottery or whatever, you can pay off all at once, but you will be paying back every month for 30 years and it will get written off. Now, there are some situations, for instance, in the current pandemic that we're in, you might lose your job. Um, just let student finance know, hey, I've lost my job. I can't, I can no longer pay off for my um, student finance repayment loan. Can you guys freeze it? Yes, they will freeze it. And no, they will not add any interest on it when you have decided to freeze your loan for a few months. Okay. Yeah. Even because sorry, because the line was went a bit um, oh. funny. Off. No, it's fine. I know. So if, you know, when you, when you um, leave university and you get a job that's paying you 26,000 and you're paying you know that amounts to I know seven pounds 50 a month do you am I right in saying that you pay that seven pounds 50 a month um for those 30 years or is it dependent on how much you earn how much you go up in scale when you start you know it depends on how much you go up in scale so if you've been earning um 25,000 pounds for those 30 years 
750 is all you'll be paying in those 30 years got yeah. you got yeah. you okay go if, if you move up the scale then your repayments will also we'll be, we'll move <laughs> yeah okay got you yeah that that makes complete complete sense and so am i right in saying that every time you get an increase in salary you have to let hmrc know so- that's kind of done um automatically anyways because that's all attached to your national insurance number right okay yeah, so you won't have to notify them the only time you notify them is when your salary has gone down again uh-huh. that's when you let them know listen i can't because of such and such circumstances please put a freeze on my repayment and once i am earning again i can start paying off the loan again okay okay well well, that's that sounds kind of straightforward to me so what it it does but what so what is it that what what students are scared of what's what so can you dispel any myths for our listeners (laughs) i think what they're scared of is just the amount they have to pay back when they finish uni because when you start adding up all the interest and stuff even when we did it we were already looking at thirty-four thousand pounds and some people when they hear that they think oh my gosh I have to pay that back straight away no you actually don't you only pay back depending on what you earn and yeah that's that's literally it honestly I don't even know how how else to explain it to make it more easy yeah yeah yeah. I guess it is that lump sum you know as we kind of worked out 37,400 oh my god I'm in debt for 37,000 how am I going to pay that how am I going to pay that back exactly exactly. it's that isn't it and I guess it's like when you start working and if you do obviously start earning over that 25,000 um threshold um, depending on how much you 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 earn, it's just a percentage of your salary, you know, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very true. It, it is. Um, and I guess, um, is there anything else? I mean, is there anything else that you can dispel for our for our listeners? Yeah, I would say um, taking advantage of the bursaries and scholarships your university um gives to students I mean at the end of the day universities have so much money taken advantage of that Um, for instance at the University of Essex back in 2015 they gave um, students who put Essex as their first choice a bursary of £1,200 and bursaries are just um, it's money that you don't pay back a lot of university offers such bursaries depending on your circumstances so if you if you have if you're a student and you're in care you can get a higher um you can get more bursary if you have disability you get more bursary or more or, or a higher grant than someone who isn't yeah. Um, yeah so there's lots of opportunities lots of options this really depends on the university themselves okay so, um, do go on the website do ask questions if there are any bursaries available um I know for instance again I, I say Essex a lot because that's the only university sure. attended, so that's the only um example that I can no, give up for instance, right. um mm-hmm. last two years ago if you play um basketball volleyball netball and I think rugby I can't remember you can get a bursary as well I can't remember how much I think it was up to two and a half thousand pounds or so just for mm. playing that sport so yeah if you're a sport player if you play some kind of instrument check with your university to see if there are, are any bursaries, bursaries that they give to students for just you know being talented I guess or yeah yeah so every every uh university by the sounds of it has got their own 
kind of criteria and bursaries and uh, uh so that's that's another thing so that's a good that's a little bit of extra money isn't it that yeah. you can you yeah, can um, you don't have to pay that back so that's always a good thing okay just going back to the application process Yvonne if um for any reason that you fill it out incorrectly what are the universities like are they quite good at coming getting back to you and saying listen you've, you didn't complete this um this section can you you know does, yeah. does that do you fall does that forfeit your place yeah. at all um, it's not the universities that will sort it out. It will actually be the student finance. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, themselves. And no, they will. They're very bad at letting you know what else you need to fill out um, to complete your finance. Which is why I said do it as soon as you can. Chase it up. Um, make sure you call them once about say, hey, I've filled out my application form. Haven't heard anything. Is everything still okay? Um, and they will let you know. So yeah, you should be the responsible one to chase it up and make sure everything is completed on time okay and like you said I mean the schools also you know they offer yeah. they should kind of they're there to support you as well yes. aren't, aren't you so yeah. you know again our listeners make sure that you tap into your you know your your school you know your your your, your school um careers officer I'm not sure what they're called these days if there are yeah. career officers are there is there a special person in schools that can help well yeah I think my school they used to call it a careers person <laughs> <laughs> okay well you know for our listeners just make sure that you know who that person is that you that that can support you yeah, yeah? brilliant um so just very briefly Yvonne overseas students because I'm sure you know London you know London England obviously we're known for our universities aren't we and I'm sure we get a an array or a, a flood of overseas students is there anything that you can share with share with them briefly yes so um for overseas students yeah you, you don't have it as lucky as undergraduate UK students mm-hmm. you will have to pay um your tuition fee um, before you even enter the university um, um, and your tuition fee is a lot higher as well so that ranges between 14 to 16,000 pounds um, so yeah you're gonna have to pay for that you're gonna have to do your student visa when you come to the UK you're going to also have to um, go to the police station just to show them who you are that you're present and uh, all just for like security and protection you're going to have to register to your local gp um so yeah there's the process is a lot different and mm-hmm. more difficult for overseas students um okay. for eu students up until brexit everything was the same but i believe if you're an eu student so if you're from the netherlands belgium germany whatever yeah you still have the entitlement just this year mm-hmm. to um get your tuition fee loan and your living cost loan but okay. I think they might take away the tuition no the living cost loan but okay. you'll still have to pay the £9,250 so yeah there's lots of changes being made make sure you go on the government website to keep yourself updated and also communicate with the university you go to because yeah. it is different all the time it, it just changes all the time mm. Yeah. And do you know, maybe you don't know the answers to this. Is there a percent, I guess it depends on the university, is there a percentage of 
you know, students that they they let in from overseas or they're allowed to, or it doesn't matter. There's no, you know, hard rule here. Um, uh, I can't remember what the percentage is, but there is a number of students that universities can have a year. Okay. So there's a number of applicants that the government says stop to. So you can only have this many students in your university for 2021. Got you. 2022, yes. Okay. So, um, but in terms of the number of students that can come overseas, I don't really have a clue. No. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I didn't really, really expect you to know that. Didn't expect you to know. To, but you know, for our listeners, any overseas listeners, again, you know, you need, you know, um, seek out the right person at your your school to to, to support you in your um, your application uh, form. Ah. Uh, is there anything else? I mean, God, that's been great. You know, I thought, I think you've really kind of uh, made things a little bit clearer, certainly for me anyway, you know, because it yeah, was so... everyone to. <laughs> no, you, you have, because there is that thing of like people not going to university just because mm. of finance, you know, finances. So um, I hope things are a little bit clearer, you know, for them, for, for some of our listeners is there uh, I'm just trying to think yeah, what what is the biggest lesson life has taught you that is re- that is related to this topic wow save <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and just what did you say save save yeah save your money save as much as you can <laughs> okay and just remain positive as well I think um for you in in university it's so important to have the right people with a positive attitude that are around you around it is so important at university because a lot you're going to be mixed with a lot of people who've never had that freedom um who've never been away from home or never been um around so many like because university is so diverse you might have people who you know they don't really know they don't even know themselves to begin with so yeah. it's very very important that you you stay with people that are positive all the time um yeah. seek out help yes. at university make sure you use all of your university's resources um at the end of the day universities have money they are there to help you if you have Essex is amazing with this if you have a business um we have a specialized business school where we do like a dragon's den um so you can even pitch your idea and you can win up to one thousand pounds on top of that you can have um you get a mentor as well so definitely take advantage of it if you are feeling low at university if you're feeling low um go to the mental health um psychologist or therapist you know just make use out of your university's resources um Mm -hmm. i have a lot of friends who um they didn't know they wanted to go into radio but they got involved into like um the radio show at university and they're now doing great they're also producing many different podcasts um so yeah and know your network like build that network i have friends from all over the world i've been I've had the privilege to stay with my friend in Dubai because that's where she was from. Mm. Um, I've met people from Spain, met people from Mexico. My, one of my closest friends is from Honduras. He introduced me to salsa. So uh, <laughs> yeah, when, we, when he was there at Essex, we were just, 
went to salsa classes every week and I love it now you know so definitely make sure that you have the right people around you yes yeah positivity is what you need at university because because it can get very very lonely oh that's brilliant brilliant piece of advice brilliant brilliant and and and, you know those years must be one of the best you know best time you know the best years of your of your life so it's really making the most of it and you know and enjoying it and you know obviously you're spending a lot of money you know yeah yeah being there so make (laughs) make the most of it it's not always say it's an investment university it's a self-investment and trust me you would not want to waste so much money so much time so much energy Mm. don't throw it all away so hang in there yes it will get difficult you will get tested there will be trials but don't give up because you're going to look, when you throw that hat in the air you're going to be just so happy Aww. at the end of the three years and yeah just don't give up but then again university is also not for everyone so if you feel mm. like um oh, i can't do this look at other options there are now you can now do apprenticeships degree mm. apprenticeships in university um internships you can work for universities as well um so yeah get involved volunteer as much as you can get yeah. your cv um yeah build up your cv whilst you're there there's just so many opportunities yeah that you can do in in university yeah oh fantastic 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 oh yvonne that's been that's been brilliant you know i mean my last message is always what's the most important message you would like to leave with us today but i think you've um yeah you've you pretty much covered everything here and you know just to <clears throat> add to what you've put here and I know you have said it but I'll say it again you know for those who are thinking about going to university and you've put here I would like to let everyone know that student finance debts are not always as bad as it seems and do do you still stand by that absolutely yes I do I still do yeah fantastic Yvonne you have been amazing I'm a lot clearer I can go to university now (laughs) no maybe not (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Carol. <laughs> Maybe in another life. No, you're more than welcome. You're more, you're more than welcome. And um, thank you. You know, that you've been great. You've been great. Um, our listeners, I hope that was useful. You know, hopefully you managed to kind of get some nuggets of information from that and made things a little bit, a little bit more clearer for you if you are considering um, applying for university. So, and you know, if you are in doubt or if you want more resource, please go on to um, www.gov.uk student finance, you know, and where you can get even more information. And as Yvonne said, you know, every school should have a person that deals with, you know, student finance, applying for university so seek out that person and make sure that you know that person's there to support you and to help you so yeah i think that's it um yeah yeah, that is it we that's it just thank you for listening you know thank you for listening remember to share this podcast you know with those who you think will benefit you know because obviously you know information is um is golden you know and if if you've got the information share it i think it's really important important to share it you know as they say knowledge is power 
and uh, yeah let's just get the message out there for our parents you know let our youth succeed so let's be there for them support them and help them and that just brings us to the end of the show so remember to check out my link in the bio which is all my social media um, links and obviously my website oyana.co.uk to find all my other services so until next week this is carol oakley um yeah keep learning live fearlessly practice gratitude and love unconditionally this is carol oakley peace and love to you all